Let me tell you a secret. Veterans are entering a world full of opportunity, but you can only participate if you know the tricks of personal branding, leveraging your skills in the modern digital economy, and most importantly, positioning your benefits and assets to give you financial control when you stop following orders. I'm Scott Tucker, and I'm here to tell you what they don't want you to know. Welcome to Veteran Wealth Secrets, where we show you how to go from apathy and aspiration to autonomy and financial control. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Veteran Wealth Secrets. I'm Scott Tucker, and thank you so much for joining us once again to talk about, hey, how do we go from that being stuck in that life of relying on paychecks and, and government benefits only to creating a life of autonomy and financial control. And one of the ways of doing that, obviously, is not always, not the only way, but one of the best ways to do that is some sort of entrepreneurship venture. You always hear about it. If you want to control your life, become a business owner. And so that's why I'm so excited to invite on somebody who is really, you know, paving the way. Someone I look up to in the West Point in in uh, a community. I have a lot of West Point entrepreneurs, but the CEO and founder of Authentically American, Dean Wegner. Hey, Dean, thank you so much for uh, joining us here on Veteran Wealth Secrets. Scott, I am honored to be a guest and happy to dig into and see where this goes because it's been an incredible journey being an entrepreneur, but it's also not for the faint of heart. It's a You cut out there right at the end. Oh, I'm sorry. I just said, first of all, thank you for being mm -hmm. hosting me and I'm honored to be a guest. And, you know, it's been incredible being on this entrepreneurial journey, mm -hmm. but it's not for the faint of heart. It's incredible, energizing, but it's a little scary. Being oh, <laughs> no, no doubt. There are so many times where I'm just like, yeah, this is amazing. And then the next day could be like, what am I doing? I'm making so many, oh, this yeah. is horrible. It's not working. But first off, Dee, tell us a, a little about a bit about you, your background. How long were you in the military? What led you to want to say, hey, I want to create a awesome apparel business that's authentically American. I'm assuming that means everything's made in the States yeah. <laughs> and, and, and so on. But what led you from you know, what, what how, getting out of the military? When did that happen? What was it like for you? Yeah. To hear. Scott, I'll start out with personally first. That uh, gives me an opportunity to share what's most important to me. And I always start off with my Christian faith. That's first and mm -hmm. foremost. And then family is incredibly important to me. My wife and I just celebrated 26 years and we've got four amazing kids. We've got two daughters, 22 and 19. We have a 16-year-old son and we also have a 10-year-old son we adopted from Ethiopia. So that's the personal side. And from a military standpoint, so you and I are both West Point grads. I graduated in 1993 and went aviation, went to flight school, learned how to fly helicopters, then had an opportunity, unique opportunity to go to the Army Special Forces Ranger School to see how the other half lived and mm -hmm. served seven years active duty. And I had some incredible business experience with larger companies, a big five consulting firm, KPMG, also worked at Procter & Gamble on brands like Crest and & Tide and business development, sales and marketing. Spent time at another consumer packaged goods company, Mars, working on brands like M&Ms and Snickers. And again, just incredible experience there. But you ask the question, why go out on your own? Why be an entrepreneur? And it really boiled down to an opportunity to go ahead and create jobs, 
an opportunity to make a difference and ultimately if we're successful with Authentically American, an opportunity to leave a legacy. No, that's great. Often you meet entrepreneurs and they got a mission and, and so on and so forth and they want to grow and scale. But I'm, I'm glad you said that thing, create jobs. Because too often in our economy, like people, employees don't understand like where their job comes from. They just think it's this automatic thing. It's you know, somebody has to take the risks to start this. What do you feel about are veterans good to be entrepreneurs? It, it's always assumed that, oh, that'd be the best thing for veterans. Some, but I've noticed, you no, know, a lot of people maybe need to follow orders. Which type of person coming out of the military have you noticed, or maybe even coming out of the veterans that have been through the corporate grind like you did, that maybe one day just say, you know what, I want to go see if I can do it myself. Let me do this. Let me share one quick fun stat, Scott, that ties to job creation, because when okay. I graduated from West Point in 93, over 50% of the apparel in the U.S. was made in the U.S. Today, it's less than 3%. That is all that's made here. And that's really why the heart of our mission is our passion for job creation. So I just wanted to level set there and give everyone who's tuning in that benchmark. Yeah, wow, I had no idea. I've traveled all around like Vietnam on a motorcycle. I just remember passing all these factories. And they always said, that's where they're making the t-shirts. Oh yeah. Yeah, and interesting. Our, our tagline that we came up with is, where's yours made? Got great looking hat, you know, mm -hmm. where's yours made? It says US Vet Health. <laughs> and I make a lot of bets and I win 97% of them. Yeah. As brands make a decision to choose the lowest cost option, and that's in China. 40% of the apparel <laughs> around the world is made in China and then it's made everywhere else and only 3% is made here. But then your question on is military well-suited, is a veteran well-suited to be an entrepreneur? I would say absolutely yes, but it's not every entrepreneur. Yeah. What the military really does is that structure and that discipline and that planning. And I've never been shy of hard work, but I have never worked harder in my life than I ever have right now. By Wednesday lunch, I have 40 hours in and that's sometimes 70, 80, 90 hours a week or, or more, but it doesn't feel like work. When you're pursuing your passion, when you're pursuing what you love, it doesn't feel like work. But the reason why I say it's not for everyone in the military, because that structure, that discipline, that planning really helps set you up for success. But if you rely on those SOPs, if every question says, well, let me turn to the SOP and see, okay, how do I solve it? When I started Authentically American, started building the business plan, Scott, it was a blank sheet of paper. Mm -hmm. and there was no manual. There was no SOP. There was no AR. There was nothing. So if you're somebody that relies on that structure to be there, this is not going to be the you know path for you to, to choose entrepreneurship. But if you can take that planning and discipline and structure and everything that makes you to be successful in the military and say, okay, let me also provide that creative thinking, that problem solving in a different context. I think those two come together are incredibly powerful. Yeah. And it's, we get so much knowledge in the military and, and I'm sure you came out of the corporate world feeling like, ah, I've been through it all. I know how to run a business, but I know you wanted to talk a little bit about your secret today and, and that it's not so much about what you know, but maybe more about who, could you expound upon that a little bit <laughs> or a lot? I'm laughing, <laughs> I'm laughing, Scott, because more and more of that is one of my favorite mantras. It's not what you know, it's who and that can be one of the pitfalls in the military because you work hard, you train hard, you really learn your skill, you learn your discipline, you learn your MOS, which you know, that is important. This is not to say, okay, you can't go deep into whatever business, whatever profession, whatever skill you're building. But I would argue even more important are those relationships. Mm -hmm. And I know 
one story tied back to the military. My last year, Scott, in the army was to be in Seoul, South Korea. Mm -hmm. And that sounded like a fascinating opportunity other than the fact that was going to be my last year in the army. And my wife and I just had our firstborn child. And I did not want to spend a year away from my family that one year and then also be trying to search for a job, but half a world around the way. So I called every general colonel I knew and couldn't get out of it. And they just said, Dean, it'll be a great opportunity. You got to go. And I was assigned to a CW5 who was the gentleman responsible for assigning all the jobs in Korea. And this turned out to be somebody I'd played golf with before, Scott. And mm -hmm. we had not just played golf one time, but we had stayed connected. I had helped him out a couple of times. And when it came time to go ahead and assign my job and I explained to them the situation with my family, it's not going to be easy, but I've really enjoyed building that relationship with you. You've looked out for me. So let me go ahead and see if I can find a job for you in Seoul. And sure enough, Scott, he found a job for me. It took an exception because I was a captain. He was able to get me an exception to being a major job, but it was the most incredible year. And I was able to spend that one year with my family. That's great. And and I've been to Seoul I, and I've also been to Tongdushong up north. Seoul's better, <laughs> better options. No, I'm, much better. Yeah. So in thinking about the veteran entrepreneurship community, it's, it's starting to me like we were at that conference for West yes. Point entrepreneurs. I think I found about it out about it like a week beforehand. So it's like, all right, we're trying this. We're trying to communicate. What have you found to work when it comes to networking to grow your brand? I, I, I think I've always almost made the mistake of being too internal to the veteran community yeah. still early on. So it's not hurting me or anything, but I'm just wondering, <laughs> I'm like, Huh, what am I missing? I'm probably obviously missing something. Uh, I'm curious if you're running into anything like that or what have you done when it comes to meeting people, growing those relationships yeah. to build out your brand? I think, Scott, to me, sometimes networking has that negative connotation in my mind because it's not like, okay, working. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm going to not work, but I'm going to go <laughs> to this conference and say, okay, let me meet Scott. Mm -hmm. And I wonder what Scott can do for me. And I've really tried to turn that around and say, okay, when I'm there, when I'm meeting people, let me understand Scott's story and let me understand what he is working on. Let me understand what he's challenged with and how can I help him? Mm -hmm. And I have just found that has made all the difference in the world because it's a relationship. I think networking implies, hey, let me go meet people, get business cards and see what they can do for me. But I think it's more about the relationships. And I think at that entrepreneur conference, for example, what they were 100, 150 people there. So there were a ton of people there and you meet a lot of people. I think the other key is not only investing in people, but it's the follow-up after. Mm -hmm. You may meet people, but if all you do is meet them there for those two days we're together or just for that hour, that one evening when we had that cocktail hour, there's not going to be any relationship building. But if you are intentional and carve out time the next week, the next month to follow up, again, that's to me where all the magic happens because then there's not a rush. There's not other people all around. There's not a lot of distractions. And you really can go ahead and get to know that person better and invest in them. Yeah, I, I love the idea of networking intentionally in the sense that just share them. You know, there's yeah. people are still going to see you. That's part of the reason I wanted to do this show, this podcast. I was like, all right, I'm trying to grow. I need to network with not my buddies. I love them, but they're not entrepreneurs. They're not in this space. It's not going to help me out at all. I, I need to go find people that I want to emulate. And hey, if I can, in, in a little way, maybe over time, it becomes in a bigger way, share them with, with my audience. I got a pretty decent LinkedIn following in some other places, but yeah. at the same time, hey, you got to start putting stuff out there. And the best way to do it, instead of just 
come up here and say, hey, everybody, listen to me. I'm the best for this and that. No, go find other people that you want to share with uh, people. Uh, that's why I was excited to have, have yeah. you on. I'll share two more quick examples, sure. Scott, because that was a you know military example, but a, another example. So I've been very unfortunate. We have investors who believe in authentically American, believe in our vision. And there was somebody that was a friend. I'd helped her out and I had shared that I'm looking for investors. And she said, Dean, would you like a big name investor? And I said, absolutely. And she said, I think I have just the right person. And she made a phone call the next day we had a meeting. And this was Daryl Waltrip, who's a NASCAR Hall of mm -hmm. Famer. And I'm like, this is incredible. Mm -hmm. And we had a great discussion. And he ultimately joined the Authentically American Investor Team. He helped open the door just by his name alone to our first national media experience on Fox and Friends. But oh, it wow. wasn't because of the incredible business plan we had. It wasn't because of anything. It was because I had invested in this lady and helped her before. Yeah. So, you know, that's one powerful example. And I just got news today that going to be back on Fox and Friends this coming Saturday for Small Business Saturday. Oh, so exciting news there, because there's two, two and a half million people that tune into Fox and Friends. And this was a lady I met last October at a conference. And you can imagine when there's thousands of people at a conference and she's in the PR business and she met thousands of people, but she just reached out and said, Hey, Dean, I just remember you and I you know, had a great discussion. We built a good rapport. You've kept in touch with me. Could you be there on Fox and friends on Saturday? It's going to be remote via Skype. And I'm like rhetorical question, absolutely. got to get that exposure again. So I think it's not just within the military community, but as you spread out and get outside of that military community, it's even more important to invest in those relationships. Yeah. And, and I think the moral of that story there is it's, it's not just about the right, Hey, what can I do for you right now? What can you do for me right now? Everybody's going to going to be moving along in their path. You're going to be changing. You might see opportunities for other people pop into your world, but that's going to happen for other folks as well. So you got to be doing things. Hey, if it's direct email or phone calls, sure. That's great. But in this day and age, even if you're just active on social media, you're still reminding them you exist. Maybe you're not communicating and, and it's, just, it's a great way. And, and I, I think not enough veteran business owners are using the social media and, and networking, the online marketing enough. Not that it's required at all. Do, what do you guys do for, for online, for any, for what's your marketing plan or strategy? So we use all of the social media now, and I'm you know more active now than I've ever been, but I'm not super active on yeah. social media, but it is absolutely critical. And I think it's a combination of both, Scott, where you've got to take advantage of social media. Like we'll post this week about being back on, you know, Fox and Friends, and there'll be tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people that will hear about it through our social media channels. Mm -hmm. But then there will also be some old fashioned emails and a few phone calls I will make. And I think it's the combination of the both, because I'll give you one example. You know, I'm in Rochester right now mm -hmm. you know, with my older son. And anytime I travel to a city, I look and say, okay, who is it I know in that city that haven't caught up with in a while that we can maybe grab coffee or grab lunch or grab dinner or a drink or something like that, or just let them know that, hey, I'm in town. Maybe the schedule doesn't work out, but they're like, hey, Dean thought enough to reach out to me while he's in town. So I think it's really you know, leveraging as much as you can that social media and the power to go ahead and reach a broader you know, community, but then also some of that old fashioned, you know, grab a cup of coffee or beer. Yeah. And then, and then make sure you're following up after that on social media for sure. <laughs> but so tell us 
three years from now, what's happening with Authentically America? What's your vision? Where do you see it going? Both personally and professionally, you mentioned the very beginning, first thing you said, faith and uh, family are so important. So I'm sure you have growth ideas there as well. How, how do those things combine? What's your vision? Yep. So the word you mentioned that's very tied to what we're doing is growth, Scott. So our vision to build this iconic American brand with the brands I've worked with before, Crest and Tide and M&Ms, that threshold for an iconic brand in my mind is a billion dollars. So we are a long way from that billion dollar threshold, but we have continued to grow and ramp. And I will tell you in the middle of a global pandemic right now, everybody hates China. Nobody Mm. wants stuff that's made in China, things that are made overseas. Everybody loves the fact that we're American made. We will continue to grow and expand. And I've got my, let me twist here, wearing our vintage U.S. flag logo. Mm -hmm. And we want to build this iconic American brand. And Scott, since we're doing video, if you don't mind, I'll do a quick kindergarten style show and tell. Oh, please. Yeah. Show show us the website. Show show how people can... Here's, here's what I found, Scott, because we're very intentional. Everything we produce, no exceptions, is made here in America, and that ties back to job creation. But I've not found anyone, Scott, that buys any of our product just because it's American-made. Mm-hmm. You know, we are a consumer brand, and we have to have an amazing product. No, yeah, I would love to see the uh, – there you go. One that you and I are both going to like. So it is cool. – here but it's a t-shirt and i wish we were here in person because you could feel this you could touch it be like you know what dean that's just an incredibly soft t-shirt if you feel the print on front it's not that heavy plastisol ink that on a hot summer's day sticks to your chest it's incredibly Mm -hmm. soft it's just an amazing t-shirt by itself this is where the show and tell comes in because we have this sweat activated print innovation and at west point it's all about go army yeah beat navy and so when you sweat no way (laughs) you can see this beat navy message appears and on the back again there's our vintage u.s flag you can see that beat navy message appear does it work if you just pour beer on yourself for us older tailgaters we say it's (laughs) but you know what if you're at a good party and want to have a big trick this is the piece though and this is a great example scott because people say dean forget where it's made it's just an amazing product. I've never mm-hmm. seen anything like that. That's the coolest shirt I've seen. I mean, we talked about it being incredibly soft. And when you have this hidden message up here. So that's what ultimately three years from now, five years from now, 10 years from now, people recognize our brand, but it's more about the incredible product experience they have. And I'll give you one more example since I mentioned being back on Fox and Friends. So okay. you know these socks, which are Carolina cotton, knit in Carolina, they have this fun patriotic design. So the last time I was on Fox and Friends, Pete Hegseth, who's a fellow Army veteran, you know, mm-hmm. he was the host. And he's, Dean, I remember when you were here, you gave them to me last time. They're my absolute favorite pair of socks. They're incredibly soft and they better be, Pete. They're American made. And I said, would you do me a favor and mention that on national TV? And he absolutely did. Guess what <laughs> our number one seller was that day, Scott? Really? Yeah, yeah. Right here. So just two examples of, you know what? When you're a consumer brand putting the stake in the ground on American Made, that's not good enough. We've got to deliver an amazing product experience. I like the fact that you've gone above and beyond with the creativity. I I know a lot of people say, hey, I want to do a t-shirt company. And they think the creativity is all about just having a cool design or a cool logo or something like that. But you're really thinking outside the box. I've never seen anything like that. 
And I live in a Navy town, Navy neighborhood. There's a Naval Academy grads running all around my neighborhood. I'd love to have that shirt, so I'll, I'll definitely be picking one up myself. La last thing, what do, you, what do you want? What do you want to promote uh, or or anything uh, you got going on uh, that's coming up that people should know about? I would encourage people, Scott, back to having an amazing product. If you, as an individual, want to try out Authentically American, you say that, hey, I believe in patriotism, like Authentically American. I believe in the American worker and Another one of our ethos, Scott, we intentionally donate 10% of our profits to veteran first responder charities. And that's a way for us to honor our American heroes. If you're like, you know what, that brand story sounds like me and I want to try it out, go to authenticallyamerican.us. And right now for the month of November through mid-December, you know, we've got a 25% off Black Friday type savings going all the time. Or you can go back later in December, January and enter the code FOUNDER. If you're tuning into this later segment later, that'll be good for 25% off. So that's an opportunity as a consumer you know, to visit our site. But the other side of our business, Scott, if you're familiar with Land's End, mm -hmm. Land's End, you as a business owner can go and get a Oxford, give a Polo, something with your logo on it. And we have a client side of our business as well. So we have an even bigger client side because that was the way we started. We thought there's amazing brands out there, whether it's Nike. Under Armour, Land's End, but there is no American-made choice. So that's how we started, mm. was to give a business owner a choice, a high-quality American-made choice that's competitively priced. And I will tell you, Scott, right now, you know what? That client side of our business is booming because business owners, especially veteran-owned businesses, veteran-operated businesses, their values align with who we are, and they want to give us a shot. And that business is exploding. So if you're a business owner, if you're a charity, when we partner with charities, we provide our goods and services at cost. So there's a lot of different opportunities to go ahead and partner with us. Okay, great. Actually, I was gonna I was gonna ask you that because obviously I've got some logo gear. I got it off of one of the. Hey, I just want to make one real quick. But no, I definitely want to look into that and, and recommend. It's just gotten so normal, made in China, that you you don't even think of looking into that anymore. As you said, three percent. Yeah, that's crazy. So. Obviously, it's been an interesting year. I think people are thinking about things differently. At least half our country still likes being American. So that's a pretty good audience there for you. Dean, who should, how can people get a hold of you? Who should be reaching out to you? Who are you looking to connect with right now? So we look to connect with individual consumers, but where we've really found that sweet spot, Scott, for us on the client side is with the veteran. Mm -hmm. That's veteran-owned businesses. That's veteran-operated businesses. That's veteran-focused charities. That's veteran schools. Because we've we've got, obviously, the West Point license to do things like this. But we're just now adding Citadel. We're adding VMI. We're adding all these different military schools. We've really said the veteran really gets it, understands it. They're a reflection of who we are. So that's really who we're going after right now on the client side is that veteran. Because you and I have similar values and education and upbringings and what we stand for is a reflection of what you stand for. Awesome, Dean. I really appreciate you sharing the story and coming on, sharing your tips and insight for other veterans who might consider entrepreneurship or just trying to get ahead in whatever they're doing in life to figure out what their sense of purpose is. You've clearly found yours. And so it's super inspiring. Thanks again. Is there anything else you want to leave us with? God, the only thing I'll share, because so many people have invested in me financially and intellectually and relationship-wise, it's easy to get a hold of me via LinkedIn. On our website, it's got my email, so it's very easy to go ahead and track me down. If anyone tuning in, if I can ever help out, they are welcome to reach out to me, and I will certainly get back to them.
Cool. Thanks so much again, Dean. Really appreciate having you on. All right, Scott. It was a pleasure to be a guest. Thanks so much. You bet. All right, everybody. We will see you next time. Mm-hmm.